Hello, I'm Noelle C. Guevara, and welcome to the Find Your Calm podcast. If you're looking for space to take a deep breath, steady yourself, and discern what you need to move forward, you're right where you belong. Listen in for a few simple tips to find your calm and take your next faithful steps forward. A few years ago, I was on a staff retreat. I was fairly new to my job, back to work after several years out of the traditional workforce, and this retreat felt like a step forward for me, reclaiming some of my identity after losing some of it to being a wife and a stay-at-home mom. Disclaimer, being a wife and or a stay-at-home mom does not require you to lose your identity, but it does require some intentionality and effort to stay connected to it, and I did not put in that work. So back to the story. I'm on the staff retreat when I get a phone call from my husband that turned my world upside down. It was a profound moment of losing the horizon, and I can remember the chair I was sitting in, the way my ears felt hot and my stomach felt hollow. There's a longer story in the phone call that I won't get into today, but when I hung up, I knew nothing about my life would be the same moving forward. So I phoned a friend or I texted actually, and then I texted another friend, maybe two. Side note, one of those friends asked if I wanted to throat punch someone, and that was my exact brand of help needed. Sarcasm and dark humor are my coping mechanisms of choice when the sky is falling. Part of the work of connecting with friends is just knowing and naming what is helpful for you, what kind of coping skills you have and need, what kind of friends will say and do the things that are truly helpful for you. Anyways, back to the phone call that turned my world upside down and phoning a friend. I knew this season was going to ask more of me than I had to give, and I hated it. I am not the girl who phones a friend, not naturally anyways. I am the go-it-alone, handle-it-all, find-a-way-through girl. I am high capacity in crisis, so I can fool myself into thinking I don't really need anyone, and I have absolutely done that in the past forged my path forward independently, completely blind to the ways my isolation and stubbornness was running me from the background. But by this time, I'd had just enough experiences with hard seasons to have learned that in the midst of chaos, we need to connect with friends, to allow safe people in, so they can keep us tethered to ourselves and our people and our surroundings. For some of you, this comes easier than for others. But I think for all of us, when life gets chaotic, and especially when life throws our world upside down with a crisis, we can feel stuck, and we need someone, or a few someones, who can help us move forward. So, ask yourself this question. Am I tired of feeling paralyzed or stuck in indecision and hoping for some clarity so I can take a faithful step forward? If the answer is yes, or has ever been yes, or might be yes in the future, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. Phone a friend. Okay, I recognize that's easier said than done, so let's break it down. How do we reach out and connect with friends? If we're feeling stuck, and especially if reaching out isn't instinctive, it really isn't that simple. Connecting with friends takes intentionality and even discernment, so let's navigate this together. I've learned a thing or two along the way, so let me share a few principles on how you can connect with friends in crisis or just everyday life chaos. First, show up. What I mean by this is start intentionally putting yourself in proximity with people who you can connect with in safe and meaningful ways. 
let me camp out here a minute because I think we tend to just tell people to connect or make friends or network or whatever. Like it's that simple. And we don't do a good job of emphasizing safety or meaningfulness. I think we are especially guilty of this in the church. Gaslighting people to join a small group like the common connection of Christ will cover over a multitude of sins like gossip and judgmentalism and a whole host of other isms that harm and abuse. We absolutely should be able to experience unity and connection with people who share our faith and a God who holds us in perfect peace. But should is not a guarantee in this broken world. So show up to spaces, but make sure they create safety and meaningful connection. I do not have a hack for this. I wish I did. It takes some vulnerability, a lot of discernment, and you'll likely wade through unsafe spaces along the way. It helps to name on the front end what that looks like for you. Ask yourself, what does a safe person or a group of safe people look and feel like? What do they value? How do you want them to show up for others? What does that kind of person look for in a friend? How can you show up for them in that way? Work through the trial and error bravely, but also with discernment. But show up until you find your people. Then keep showing up in wholehearted and brave ways. Send the invite when you're nervous about the rejection. Haul the kids along when it would be easier to just stay home in your comfies. Begin to share the part of you that feels safer to hide. Most of us struggle to do this well, which is to say we are not naturally good at balancing boundaries and vulnerability. I will say this on repeat. If you struggle in this area, a therapist is an excellent guide. So once you've shown up and found people you can connect with in safe and meaningful ways, you are not off the hook. There is still work to be done. Next, reach out. If you are not in crisis, it's an excellent time to build this muscle. Reach out on a tough morning for some solidarity. Reach out in big and small victories for some celebration. Reach out with good news and bad news, with memes and inside jokes, to check in and offer help or encouragement until it becomes muscle memory. Build those connections, especially when you don't feel like you need them. So they are there when you do. And if you haven't built them in time for a crisis, it's not too late. It's never too late. There are people for you. There's a group for you. There is space where you will grow connections like roots into the ground, holding you in place when the world swirls around you. Stay open and someone bearing the image of God who is with us will cross your path. It's happened to me on repeat in moments I least expected it always requiring a little or maybe even a lot of courage on my part, but it's never too late to reach out, I promise. The last part is hardest, for me anyways. Here it is. Give and receive help. In everyday life chaos, and especially in crisis, it takes a village, and villages help each other. They ask for help. They let people in. They impose help on each other. Sometimes I think we make this give and take process transactional, trying to keep tabs and keep the balances of help given and help received even. But I think giving and receiving help is more organic, more of a living thing, a labor of love that breathes life into relationships and the people within them. Do you track your inhales and exhales, making sure they go in and out in fair and balanced ways? If you do, there's probably a specific therapy for that friend. 
We breathe intuitively, taking what we need from the air around us, releasing what we don't back into the atmosphere. Sometimes a deep, calming breath, sometimes a sharp inhale, sometimes labored, sometimes cleansing, almost always mindless. It's interesting to me that to slow your heart rate, you inhale deeply and slowly, then exhale even more slowly, twice as slow at least, gathering air in almost lavishly, then releasing it in smaller measures. I think the giving and receiving of help is sort of like this. Sometimes we need to gather in the storehouse of it and then release it back slowly. No hurry or pressure to even the score. Our heart rate slows when we allow the generous help of others to fill us up and flow back through us. This is a culture you can begin to build in your friendships today. Instead of asking if a friend needs help, tell them your plans to help and invite their input. Here's a few examples. Instead of, can I bring you a meal? Say, I'm dropping off a meal this week. What would be a good day for you? Or you can DoorDash or Walmart Plus or Domino's Delivery. You do you. Instead of, do you want company? Say, I'm coming over. I can sit with you. I can do some laundry. I can watch your kids while you take a nap. I can bring snacks and put on a movie. What sort of company feels good to you? I started this episode with a story about phoning a friend when my life turned upside down. But the truth is that story started long before that. I had friends to reach out to because some of us had been showing up in each other's lives for years. Rewinding the story a little bit, okay, a lot bit further. After my second daughter, Sophie, was born, I was pretty lost in the depths of postpartum depression without even really knowing it at the time. With a 13-month-old and a newborn, I was in way over my head. A friend of mine was at least six months pregnant, and I remember her just telling me she was coming over once a week to hang out with us. I think she made up an excuse of it being helpful for her because she needed to get used to taking care of a baby, but it was 100% to be helpful for me. Just knowing she was going to show up every week gave me something steady to hold on to. It was its own horizon to fix my eyes on when everything felt unstable in and outside of me. I did not return the favor when her baby was born because showing up with an infant and a toddler would not have been helpful, especially since my toddler had a hobby of slapping babies on the head. It was a whole vibe. But over the years, we've showed up for one another in big and small ways. A few weeks after that topsy-turvy phone call for Matt, we hopped on a plane and flew halfway across the country to that friendship that's long been the kind of help that is safety and security. We left there with a long road ahead, but with a sense of calm that gave us courage for the next faithful steps forward. I never wanted to return the favor, but in time, in a sense, I did. And that is the hard and holy work of helping one another. We don't really want our friends to need our help in return. Not because we're stingy, or at least I hope not, but because the times when we are in the greatest need of help, we are often at the mercy of some suffering we would never wish on the people we love. So if that's you, if you're in that season, take the help without promising to return the favor, because the greater prayer is that the favor won't need returning. Anyways, I shared some examples and I could give more, but you are a smart and creative person and can think of ways to help build a helping culture in your friendships. It will look different for every friend group, but the principle is the same. We all need help. We can all offer help. And this giving and receiving of help will ebb and flow. And leaning into it is a necessary part of connecting with friends in ways that will help you find your calm together. 
we can trace our need for connection all the way back to the Garden of Eden. When God spoke words he'd never spoken before, it is not good. All things at this point had been good. God himself, the sky and the sea, the rhythms of day and night, the land and the plants that grew from it and deep into it, even the living beings that filled the seas and the sky and the land. But then God created a human being out of the dust of the earth and said, It is not good. But why? Because this human being, this image bearer of God who is three in one, always communing with himself, was alone. So God formed woman who was Ezer Konegdo. I can't promise that I'm pronouncing that right. But this word means a helper suitable for this man who was not good alone. And that word helper is used elsewhere in scripture to describe God himself. David uses this word in the Psalms. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This God who made heaven and earth took what was not good and completed it with the addition of not just a person, but a connection. And that connection, that relationship where humans would give and receive help from one another, God called not just good, but very good. We do not reflect God nearly as well as our individual selves, although we do bear his image in our bodies, as we reflect in our connections, in our care, in our giving and receiving that becomes like breathing. We connect with friends in crisis and everyday life chaos because it is good for us to do so. It is very good for us to do so. Sometimes life leaves us feeling paralyzed or stuck in indecision, and connecting with friends helps us find some clarity so we can take a faithful step forward. As we close today's episode, I want to leave you with a small next faithful step forward. It's a reflective prayer loosely based on the prayer of examine. It's a posture of openness that invites God to search and know our hearts and speak to us there in the stillness. My intention is for this prayer to guide you to identify and give thanks for friends and take faithful step forward towards them. Perhaps this prayer will strengthen connection with old friends or lead you towards new ones. Let's get started. Take a moment to inhale slowly, asking God to make his presence known. Turn down your thoughts, noticing God's presence and sitting there, soaking it in for a moment. Spend a few moments in gratitude, giving thanks for one or two blessings you've received today. Looking back on recent days or weeks, ask God to show you a person who has been present and helpful in your life, someone you feel a connection with, who has often been on your mind and heart. Follow your thoughts as directed by God's Spirit and allow this person or perhaps a few people, to come to the forefront of your mind. Picture them in your mind, their face, the sound of their voice, a recent memory with them. What thoughts or feelings arise? Share these thoughts and feelings with God. Ask God why he brought this person across your path and to your mind. Ask God to reveal the emotions that come when you reflect on your relationship with this person or these people. Now, 
Ask God to give you an overview of the connection you share with this person or these people. Not a detailed description, but a contemplative sense or awareness so you can feel the bigger picture of that connection. Here's some questions to reflect on. What drew me to this relationship? How does it reflect God's nature and love for me? In what ways does it draw me closer to God? How is God using my gifts and talents in this relationship? What gifts or talents do I appreciate about my friends? Speak with God about these things and listen to his voice. Ask God to show you your own desire for connection within this relationship. How have you tended to this friendship? How can you tend to it in days ahead, cultivating deeper connection? If you desire something from God along these lines, share it with him. Return to the present moment. Has your perspective or emotions about this person and your relationship with them changed or shifted at all? What might you be called to do today or tomorrow, either for or with this person? Ask God about your next faithful step forward in connecting with this friend. Finally, ask yourself if there are any more words you'd like to say to God. And now I'll close by saying these words from Psalm 121, 1-2. I lift my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today for episode three of the Find Your Calm podcast. I'm hopeful it will help you find your calm so you can take faithful steps forward as you connect with friends. Until next time, would you do me a favor? If you found this podcast to be a helpful resource or companion, rate, review, and share it. Right now, it's just a little brand new baby project, but I trust it's cultivating calm in a chaotic world. And to that end, I would love for more people to find it. By leaving a reading or review, you help it grow out there in the podcast world. By sharing it with a friend directly or even just through your own social media account, you can help someone else find their calm. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram as Noel C. Guevara or come find me on the interwebs at noelcguevara.com. I'm so grateful to serve as your host and guide as we navigate the chaos of life together. Thank you.